This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Let's get to it here. Today, we have Bayfield taking on Godridge. Jim Kelly, what can you tell us about those towns? Taz, Goderich, Ontario. Yes, the prettiest town in Ontario, and it's mostly known for its salt mines. Yes, the salt mines have been growing in popularity ever since the tequila and lime factory opened up in Goderich. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, uh, for the salt people, uh, some wind, I guess, has knocked over the buildings at the Goderich salt mine over the weekend. Salt spilt everywhere. So to avoid any bad luck, they took the whole mine and threw it over their right shoulder. They're taking on Bayfield this morning. You know, if you think Bayfield is for an older, more slow-paced crowd, you've never been to Renegade's Diner, where the seniors are known to do wild things like eat dinner before 6 p.m. and order chocolate milk during breakfast. What? And make sure you do some <laughs> shopping before you leave Bayfield at Sea Jewels. If you want something in turquoise, oh boy, are you in luck at Sea Jewels. <laughs> Strathroy is taking on Grand Bend. That's right, Taz. Grand Bend. They are lucky because they already have some pandemic training. Ever since the reality show Grand Benders was on TV, they've been avoiding the bar Cocos like the plague. They were settled by the <laughs> French back in the 1800s, and they named it Au Crochet. In uh, French, that means Grand Bend, and it's also what you say after you meet that sketchy girl in Burlington three days later from May 2-4. Oh, crushes! <laughs> and they're taking on Strathroy this morning. If Goderich is the pretty town, then Strathroy is the butterface. Yeah, fun for one <laughs> night, but you're not going to brag about it to your friends. Yes, Strath Vegas is not quite Las Vegas. It doesn't have the Bellagio Hotel, but it does have the Strathroy Motor Inn, two-star accommodations, Wi-Fi, and walls so thin next door you can hear a woman say, Honey, get off me. You're squishing my smokes. <laughs> the butter face. And, Jim, we've got Hagersville back. This time... Facing off against Paris, Ontario. That's right, Taz. Hagersville, Ontario. They chose the name Hagersville because Rough Around the Edgesville and Worn Down Town were already taken. <laughs> it is home to Nottingham's Truck Services. If you've got a problem with your Peterbilt, Nottingham's will take a look under the Robin Hood. And they're also excited in Hagersville <laughs> because they have a new Le Grand Tigre. Also known as Giant Tiger. Ooh, but GT the people Boutique. Of That's right, Taz. The people of Hagersville are pumped. Because if you wear the clothes you bought at Giant Tiger to Simcoe, people will totally believe you're wearing authentic Joe Fresh. Idiots. And they're taking on Paris this morning. <laughs> naming your town Paris is kind of like naming your kid Oprah. You're trying to make it seem important, <laughs> but it's never going to live up to the name. It is a great spot for crafty people and artisans. They have a place called Four Serious Beaters. It's a that's Four Serious Beaters. Yes, a massive craft store for all things beads. 
They're very particular and very fussy when it comes to their business, too, which explains the slogan, Four Serious Beaters, We're Anal for Beads. <laughs> uh, Port Bruce versus Rodney today. What do you yes. know about those towns? Rodney, Ontario. That sounds like a neighbor who never gives anything back. Where's my hedge trimmers? Oh, goddamn Rodney still has them. Rodney is home of Vancouver, hometown of Vancouver Canucks, Bo Horvat. And you know, these hockey players, they'll often retire back in their hometown. And when asked if that was an option for Bo Horvat, he responded with, quote, F that noise. But instead, <laughs> the local liquor store will, in honor of Bo Horvat, rename itself to the Lick Bo Horvat. And they're taking on Port Bruce this morning, Taz, home of the Beeline Park. Because once the weekend is over, you beeline it right back out of Port Bruce. Kind of reminds me of my dog, Bruce, actually. Lovely and sweet, but when you get close, kind of smells like ass. And it's pretty <laughs> obvious uh, with the name of, the, of the, one of their attractions, Taz. Catfish, sorry, Catfish Creek goes right through the middle uh, of Port Bruce. And it's pretty obvious with the name catfish creek if you're a fisherman heads up if you meet catfish creek on a dating app there is a 100 percent chance catfish creek stole those picks from a way hotter creek and is just trying <laughs> to trick you to stick your pole in it just got a message here from mike says taz uh why haven't you mentioned the big sporting news this morning well here we go it looks like WWE 24-7 champion Rob Gronkowski is coming out of retirement to catch footballs from new Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady. No. Gronk is back. Gronk is back and reuniting with Brady. I honestly didn't even entertain this as an option in my head. I did not think this was happening. Yeah. I thought Gronk was retired for good. The uh, the trade happened yesterday, so Gronk was retired, but he was still a New England Patriot. So he came out of retirement and was traded for a fourth-round pick to Tampa Bay. I I hope he's okay because he had some serious injuries. He had a ton of concussions, uh, some knee issues, some forearm issues. I know he's been dipping into the CBD oil in his off time. He found a cocktail of CBD oil and Bud Lights to uh, help rehabilitate <laughs> his, uh, his injuries, I guess. But says he's feeling good, and now he's back at it. And people are wondering, okay, was he really hurt? Did he just hate playing for the Patriots? Did he just want out of that team? There is speculation that he did retire because um, he was afraid he was going to get traded to Detroit, to the Lions. So that's why he retired back when he did. And, and now that he has the opportunity to catch footballs from, from Brady again, he's uh, he's jumping back into her here. You know, he did seem genuine, though, when he was talking about his retirement. He was getting emotional, which is, you know, kind of rare for a guy like Gronk, who's like an animal. But it did seem, you know, I really thought he was trying to save his body and he was walking away for good. 
Yeah, and again, I, I as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and I feel like I need to justify this now. You know for uh, probably the last 16, 17 years, I've been a Buccaneers fan, Jim. And now everyone's going to think I'm just jumping on the bandwagon because this is insane what's going on down there. Okay, name one other player who plays for the Buccaneers. Other than Gronk? Tom Brady. <laughs> 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 that's the uh, I love that because I'll be wearing a Buccaneers hat and people will come up and say, "Okay, well, uh, 1999, who was the uh, starting tight end?" It's like, guys, I go to the games. It's not like I'm a die-hard super fan. I can't yeah. name every player on the team, but you know, when when fantasy football season rolls around, I can't remember any football players' names <laughs> until about midsummer when it's time for the fantasy draft, right? Yeah, then you get back into it. <laughs> it is weird if you were walking around with just their Nirvana T-shirt on. Nobody's gonna come up to you and be like, "Okay, sophomore album, what's the third track?" <laughs> like, who cares? You're a fan. You're a fan. Yeah, but uh, but now there's gonna be a lot more fans. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and whatever, man, it's going to be an exciting season if the season happens. Hopefully it starts on time. Uh, Brady's got some weapons out there. And if, Bron- if Gronk is in decent health and he's, you know, if he's 85% of what he was when he retired, then he's going to be a, a great addition to that team. Super Bowl contenders, Super Bowl is at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay coming up uh, at the end of uh, this this upcoming season. So it would be pretty awesome to see that team just run the gamut. Yeah, I can't wait to see Gronk in Florida, Fort Lauderdale for spring break, too. He's going to be tearing it up. A lot of temptation, and he has said that. He said when he was with the Patriots, part of the problem and, and part of the issue with with why he thinks physically he was he was struggling for a bit is he was trying to be a football star and a rock star at the same time. So he's he's taken a step back and he's tried to adjust that part of his lifestyle. Um, but there are definitely some temptations for a guy like Rob Gronkowski. Down in Tampa Bay, sunny, nice yeah. every day, happy hours, you know. <laughs> yeah, compared to Boston. So it'll be, oh, but you can find good places to drink in Boston as well. It'll be uh, something to see Gronk back with Tom Brady. It is official. They are both Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man, I would love to hear from the the woman in this story. Get her first hand, or should I say, first chest account of this doctors in toronto just published a case study in a medical journal about a 30 year old woman who survived a gunshot because of her breast implants so this is a toronto woman who was randomly hit with a bullet on the streets of to back in 2018 bullet hit her left implant which stopped it from going into her heart Bullet deflected out of the left and shot over to the right breast, hit it with enough force that it flipped it over. Uh, it sounds terrible. It doesn't sound fun. The, the, but the implant flipped over or the bullet? The implant flipped over. So it oh. hit the other implant so hard that the implant flipped Jeez. over. 
the bullet was lodged in the woman's chest, uh, chest, but the doctors say it would have killed her if it wasn't for the implants. She ended up escaping with only a fractured rib. What? Yeah. That's like, they, that's like what you get when you get shot and you're wearing a bulletproof vest. They did have to remove the implant. Uh, but outside of that, she's uh, she's okay according to this story. Oh, yeah, man. No, it truly is. It's like, well, it, or it's you know in the movies how someone will always get shot and then they have like their cigarette case or their pocket watches in their front Wooden pocket. Cross. Yeah, something that they have in 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 front of their heart saves their lives. Why not have a little fun with it and get some big old implants? <laughs> It'd be, fun. It'd be cool to have the implant on your mantle with the bullet in it, you know, just like that pocket watch with the bullet still in it from World War II. Like, yeah. have that on the mantle, the the implant that saved your life, like a shrine. You could make a, a lamp out of it or something. Yeah, yeah. And then you give it to your grandchild. It's like, <laughs> this implant saved my grandma a hundred years ago. <laughs> Show and tell. <laughs> What do you got there? Is that a is that a balloon? No, it's my granny's <laughs> boob. Uh, check this story out. It's crazy though, kids. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is like a, another um, a, a great marketing tool for mm. breast implants. You could start uh, producing breast implants, uh, Kevlar implants. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and market them as life saving devices. Or if you've been trying to convince someone in your life to get some implants, there's another there's another point to put in the positive Honey, column. <laughs> it could save your life. Yeah, if you're uh, if your significant other is in a gang and you wish they had a uh, more cleavage, this is could be the uh, the tipping point in that argument there. They say that uh, this isn't the first time implants have saved a life, but it is uh, one of the only documented cases of a bullet being deflected from a potentially fatal spot on the body to a safer spot due to breast implants. And how else did the breast implants save a life? Were they floating contraptions for somebody who <laughs> fell off a boat? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do not use as a flotation device, but <laughs> if you have to... <laughs> could be worse. <laughs> Save five people after that. Uh, <laughs> after that plane went down in the yeah. lake, <laughs> Jack and Rose got on those boobs. <laughs> you know, there's good days and bad days with this whole isolation thing. And yesterday, I didn't have a great day, but you know, you just you try and look at the long term. You try and remember what we're doing it for, and. You focus on the positives, like all the wonderful family time I'm getting in. <laughs> <laughs> Which you were forced to get into yesterday because it was snowing outside. Yeah, couldn't even leave the house. Usually at least we can get in the backyard, run around, get the kids running around a little bit, go for a little walk around the neighborhood. But, uh, yeah, we were, we were trapped inside and by the end of the day yesterday. Boy, oh boy, were we ready for those kids to fall asleep? <laughs> no so needy, man. They're so needy. <laughs> Especially the one who can't walk or feed herself. Oh, my God. Yeah. I won't even poop on the toilet. That, that eight-month-old. 
baby we oh, have. Oh, man. The, Who like, told you, us you it was a good movie, idea? You watch the movie The Jungle Book, and you figure, you know, these things can take care of themselves in the wild. If wolves can behold, do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe you don't have a big old bear friend. If wolves can raise program. a baby, we should be able to do it. Uh, but we're, you mentioned the Jungle Book. We're not out of the jungle. We're not out of the woods yet here. Ontario reporting 551 new coronavirus cases. The total has risen to 11,735 with 622 deaths. Yeah, we are, we're still going here. It's easy to forget because, you know, we're kind of cut off from the world. I'm sure many of you are kind of cut off from the world. And, uh, you forget what's going on out there, man. It's, it's a battle. And, uh, the healthcare workers are fighting hard. We've got all our essential workers doing what they need to do. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> the end is not, not as in sight as maybe we want it to be. And here's case in point. Germany has canceled Oktoberfest. In October? Which is, which is in October, yeah. Since the first, it's the first time since World War II that Germany uh, canceled Oktoberfest. They probably would prefer that we don't bring that up. <laughs> Germany yeah, I can was, see it being a soft spot. They were busy with other things during World War II, so they didn't, <laughs> uh, they didn't have Oktoberfest. But the, the government over there saying it would be too dangerous to have massive groups of people together getting all hammered up and and uh and dancing around in public with no covid-19 vaccine. So Germany has canceled Oktoberfest and you see all these events getting rescheduled, many of them rescheduled for the fall and you wonder are they going to have to be rescheduled a second time because who knows when when normal is going to come back to this country. Mhm. I don't know. Like people are saying, we might not go to a concert for six months to a year. There may be no gatherings at all. I, I yeah. don't know. Twenty twenty one. Like this. This could be the year. Like just a lost year in people's lives. It, it's crazy to think about. Um, you can still uh, drink beer and, and celebrate Oktoberfest at home. Put on your leader hose and sit by yourself in a corner. Mm. Doesn't sound as fun. No word on <laughs> on Kitchener Waterloo either. I don't know what they're doing if they are, are going to be going ahead with their plans for Oktoberfest. But as it stands, Germany saying it's not happening this fall over there. And uh, I got a message here from a listener. Yesterday, um, my son barged in when we were live on the radio, Jim. Mm -hmm. And he started shoving the iPad in my face. Daddy, I want to watch cartoons. And I said, buddy, get out of here. And he started screaming and crying. And there's nothing better than people judging your parenting. I got an email from a, uh, a woman here who says she thinks I was a little uh, aggressive with my son telling him to get the heck out of here or whatever I said on the radio yesterday. Are you kidding me? Did it sound aggressive to you? Did you think it was over the top? No, not at all. Like, I, remember, I remember what you're talking about, too, because like, your son Grayson came in and I could hear his voice kind of quietly in the background, and I knew eventually you were going to have to say something to him. And it, it was more or less like, a, hey, buddy. 
Daddy's working. Got to get out of here, okay? Beat it, kid. Get out of here, bud. He's been told, don't come in the office when Daddy is talking on the radio. This is a, He's barged in a couple times during our show since we've been isolated at home. Uh, first time, uh, notoriously, great clip. I love this one. He just opened the door and started yelling, Daddy, I have to go pee. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Or was it poo? It was pee or poo. Was uh, he poo. was yeah, Daddy, I have to poo. That's what it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, after that, we had a little conversation. Uh, like, uh, But, you know, when you come in uh, to the office and Daddy's talking into the microphone, everybody driving in their cars can hear what you're saying. So you may not want to yell stuff like, I have to go poo or, or anything um, when Daddy's on the radio. Okay, yeah, Daddy, I, I got it, I got it. But obviously he forgot that conversation yesterday when he barged in here. Yeah, I feel like you should yell at your kid more. Not just your kid. I feel like parents are taking it easy on their kids across the world. (laughs) You know, they're getting soft. It's tough right now, man, because I guarantee there are some parents who have never been. They didn't realize their rope was this long. They had thought in the past they were nearing the end of their rope, but now they're totally at the end of the (laughs) rope. With the kids, being stuck inside all day, they never stop, man. It is, he's a little, oh, sometimes, right? (laughs) Well, especially around that age, because it requires constant attention. You know, once they turn six, you know, they can pretty much play Lego for hours by themselves, (laughs) but he's three or four, so it's just, yeah, there's no, and I do love. Parents of older kids, you will say stuff to me like, uh, "Oh, you're gonna look back and you, you know, enjoy it now because you'll look back and one day your kids will want nothing to do with you and you'll, you'll miss these times." It's like mm, I might, miss, I'm gonna miss part of these times, <laughs> but definitely there is a part that I'm not gonna miss. Or yeah. that's how I feel now. Maybe they're right. You're going to look fondly back at this time, and the visions you're going to see is yourself playing Tetris on the toilet, <laughs> letting your wife do all the work. <laughs> I did get, I got called out yesterday because I was in the washroom too long. <laughs> and uh, my wife was right. I was totally hiding from everybody, <laughs> trying to get some alone time. But he'll come in there too. He'll kick the door open. Oh, great. Now my wife is barging in here when we're on the radio. Hi, honey. Hi. What do you know? What do you do? <laughs> uh, has, has Uli ever been on the air with us? I don't know if she has. I don't think so. Maybe like briefly, but um... yeah, she uh, she definitely does not like talking on the radio with her husband. <laughs> Beelined it out of that room pretty quick. <laughs> Did you, could you see on the Facetime? Yeah. She mm-hmm. just tried to. <laughs> I put my leg out to try and stop her, and she hurtled <laughs> over it. <laughs> Get out of the office. Hey, we are still isolating here, doing the show uh, from home. Uh, people going stir-crazy. In every uh, in every type of lifestyle, they're, they're starting to lose it a little bit, including the Amish lifestyle. Did we Uh-oh. not just have a story a couple weeks ago about a massive Amish uh, rager getting busted by the cops, Jim? Absolutely, like maybe two or three months ago, maybe a little bit longer, but semi-recently. Yeah, spending most of your life living in an Amish paradise. Cops in Ohio busted earlier this week a bunch of Amish kids 
who threw a big party in a barn. Here's the uh, the news story from the local Fox station. Here's dispatch, Jevons. There's a, uh, a bunch of Amish people over on Flemingsburg uh, Road. And when we got there, there was a barn full of people. Some of them ran. There was one that was too intoxicated to run, had to be transported by ambulance. Those folks are all placing themselves at risk. I'm glad that the sheriff's office was, was there to do something about it, to intervene and to put them on their way. These are your, your brothers and sisters and, and mothers and fathers, and, and so we all need to do what we need to do, protect them as well as ourselves. Yeah, the Amish parties are just getting out of control, apparently. <laughs> I'd love to see them all take off when the cops show up uh, and get on like the back of an oxen, start running... <laughs> <laughs> Start going down the dirt road. Hey, yeah, we've I, we've Whoa. heard of those too, like uh, low speed police chases with cop cars and Amish. Remember, there was the Amish uh, horse and buggy that got pulled over, and they uh, they took off on foot. The two Amish guys that were in the horse and buggy like ran through a field, and cops found a twelve pack of beer in the vehicle. And it was totally pimped out with a massive subwoofer sound yes. system <laughs> in the Amish horse and buggy. So I don't know what's going on if they've kind of loosened the the rules, but I was always under the impression everything I know about Amish people I learned from the movie Kingpin. But I know Ish- Ishmael in that movie wasn't allowed to uh, consume stimulants like cigarettes, alcohol, etc. Uh, and uh, subwoofers in your horse and buggy kind of sounds like it might be against the rules as well. Yeah, I'm gonna guess if you can't have a landline phone in your house, <laughs> the uh, the rainbow lights on the the subwoofer probably a no go <laughs> as well. I guess this is proof that idle hands are the devil's playthings. If you aren't allowed to to do woodworking or raise barns because of social distancing and it is hard to raise <laughs> a barn by yourself yeah you're going to find something else to do and that happened over the weekend in Ohio cops busting a massive Amish party. Another one. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.